Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today we're going over to Mr. and Mrs. G's for our weekly Bible study. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us. Hello, G's residents. Oh, hi, Peanut. Hi, Mrs. G. I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be a little late for our study. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is everything all right? Well, actually, my mom was driving Joey, Lizzie, and me over to your house, but our van broke down. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can do to help? We're okay, thanks. We stopped in front of a convenience store, and my mom called a tow truck, and is calling my dad right now on a payphone. The van overheated and is leaking this greenish-looking fluid called cool something. I forget. Cool? C- coolant? Oh, that's what she must mean. Coolant. Oh, yeah. Antifreeze. That's it. But anyway, she says it's not safe to drive it. I can come over and pick you up and then drop you back off after the Bible study if you'd like. That sounds terrific. Are you sure you don't mind? Hold on. Let me ask my mom. Who is it, hon? It's Peanut. They were on their way over here, and their van overheated. Is everybody okay? Yes. Is it all right with you if I go pick them up? Sure, honey. Is everything all set for the study? Hello, Peanut. Excuse me one second. I was talking to Mr. G. Yes, everything is ready for the study. I'm sorry, Peanut. What were you trying to tell me? You won't believe what happened, Mrs. G. What's that, dear? Mrs. Smith, my teacher, was buying gas at this convenience store, and she saw we were having car trouble, so she said she would be happy to drive us over to your house for the Bible study. Oh, that's wonderful, Peanut. Thank the Lord for his mercy to work everything out. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks, Mrs. G. Bye. Honey, I know you're really involved with your Bible study, but can you come here for a minute, please? This is very strange. What is it, hon? You seem worried. Well, I am. Feel this outlet in the wall. It's so hot, I'm afraid to touch it. I was only vacuuming for a few minutes. Ooh, it is hot. Maybe my brother and I can look at it tomorrow. He's pretty handy with electrical stuff, and he was coming over tomorrow anyway. Honey, are you sure we shouldn't phone 911? What if we have a fire tonight? I'm really worried. Okay, okay. I'll call the fire department and see what they say. It's a good thing you called us, Mr. G. What did you find, Chief? One of my men has traced the short circuit to this. Looks like the little fellow's been chewing on your wires. Oh, what is it? Can I see it? What's in that yellow cup? It's a dead... No, don't say it, Chief. A dead mouse, man. A dead mouse? Ah! Oh, no. Honey, she's scared to death of mice, Chief. No problem, Mr. G. 
There's an ambulance outside needed. Let us in! Let me go! Let me go! Hold on there, Tiger. Do you live here? No, um, but we're just close friends of the G's, and we were coming over for Mr. G's weekly Bible study. Are, are they okay? It's all right. They can come in. They won't get in your way. Mrs. G! Mrs. G! She dead, Mr. G? It's all right, Peanut. Please, calm down. She just fainted. Thank the Lord she isn't, Peanut. Hi, Mrs. Smith, and thanks for bringing the kids over. You're welcome. Is Mrs. G all right? I think so. She just fainted. Hopefully these smelling salts will revive her. What are smelling salts, Mr. G? It's a little bottle of stuff that has a very strong smell to it, Lizzie, and it's used to help people wake up who have fainted. Oh, dear. Honey, is everything all right? Yes, sweetheart. How are you feeling? Everything's okay, Mrs. G. The no, mouse... No, Joey, don't say it! ...is dead. A dead mouse? Joey, why did you say that? I'm really, uh, sorry, Mr. G. Will Mrs. G be all right? I think so. She seems to be waking up. Are you all right, dear? Yes, I think so. Well, we're done in here, Mr. G. But you won't be able to use the breaker that controls all the lights and outlets in the living room until an electrician comes out here. Okay, Chief. Thanks for all your help. Did you get all the information for the fire report, Mac? Yeah, I think I got it all. Well, have a good night, Mr. G. Kids, you know what? You just never know what a day will bring. We'll have to go downstairs in the den because we can't use any of the lights in the living room where we normally meet. Okay, everybody, have a seat. What are we going to study tonight, Mr. G? We're going to be talking about how the Bible is living. Peanut, can you say our memory verse? Sure, Mr. G. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I don't see the word living in that verse, Mr. G. Good observation, Lizzie. Actually, the old English word quick means living. But what does it mean that the Bible is living? Well, Lizzie, these recorded words that God has breathed out of his mouth are alive, and he uses them to bring life to those he plans to save. Are those the words of the Bible, Mr. G? Exactly, Joey. My mom told me of a verse but I can't remember where it is. Peter was talking to the Lord Jesus, and he said that Jesus had the words of eternal life. Hmm, let me see, Peanut. You know what? You might be thinking of John 6.68, and that says, Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. That's it, Mr. G. Why did Peter say that, Mr. G.? The Lord Jesus is not only called the Word of God, Lizzie, but the entire Bible is His Word. Remember, we read about this in our memory verse, Hebrews 4:12. Why is the Bible sharper than a sword, Mr. G? That's a good question. Let me try to answer that, Lizzie. The verse says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Do you know what a two-edged sword is? I know, Mr. G. It's a sword that has two sides, which are both sharp. Isn't a sword for killing people, Mr. G? Yes, Joey, but this is a very special kind of sword. Remember, it's God's Word. 
One of its edges can kill someone spiritually because the word condemns the unsaved, but the other edge can give someone eternal life. Wow, how does it do that? Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is powerfully working. That means it can cut into our souls to either save us or condemn us. I still don't get it, Mr. G. Well, let's talk about someone that God is going to save. Then we'll talk about someone that God is not going to save. I've heard that everybody can be saved if they save the sinner's prayer. That is taught quite a bit, Lizzie, but there's nothing in the Bible that says we can accept or choose Christ. It's actually the other way around. God has to accept us and choose us. Why do you say that, Mr. G? Peanut, can you help us with the answer? I'll try, Mr. G. The problem is that we are born spiritually dead. We are? Why is that? Well, in Romans 5.19, Joy, we read this. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Which man is that? It's speaking about Adam and Eve, our first parents. In Romans 5.12 we read, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Ephesians 2.1 also says, And you hath he quickened, which means to make alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin. What will happen to us if we are spiritually dead? Anyone who is spiritually dead is on their way to hell. In Psalm 9.17 we read, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. This is why God has to choose us. So we're back to the idea of the sword again. Mr. G, I remember you told us before that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Peanut, you're absolutely right. That verse is Romans 10:17, and it's talking about the word of God, which is the sword with the two sharp edges. When God is going to save someone, he cuts their heart or soul spiritually with one edge, which in turn he causes them to hear the Bible with spiritual ears and to see with spiritual eyes. God gives us this picture as if he is performing surgery. Can you read Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27, Peanut? Sure, Mr. G. Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments, and do them. Does he have to give us new ears and eyes, Mr. G? <laughs> Not exactly, Joey. But just because we hear with the ears on the side of our head, or see with our physical eyes doesn't mean we're going to understand what salvation is. Joey, can you read Deuteronomy 29.4 for all the boys and girls listening at home? I'll try, Mr. G. Deuteronomy 29, verse 4. Yet the Lord hath not given you in heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear unto this day. Thanks, Peanut and Joey. You see, kids, God causes those he is going to save to understand the message of the Bible. And God uses the sword, the Bible, to make dead souls alive. 
What about the other edge of the sword, Mr. G? The other edge of the sword condemns us all, Lizzie, because we deserve to suffer hell eternally since we are sinners. Wonderfully, we can continue to read the Bible and ask God for his mercy to give us spiritual eyes and ears and to cut us with the word of God spiritually that we might be his children and escape his fiery judgment. Honey, excuse me, but I brought some cookies and milk when you're done with the Bible study. Time. Oh, no. I completely forgot about time, and unfortunately, we've run out of time. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, they were kings. First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, and Psalms, and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, and Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, John, Acts, Romans, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus and Philemon, Hebrews, James, and 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, and Revelation last. These are the books of the Bible, God's own holy word. In them I find Jesus, He is God, the Lord. We hope you enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International and Carol Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!